We all have big dreams, but far too often, we never give them a chance to come true. Well, that all changes today. Welcome to Just Keep Learning, where we'll help you develop the right mindset, be more productive, and learn more effectively so you can accomplish anything. Here's your host, Justin at Just Tries. Our guest today strikes an incredible balance of creativity and messy action while staying on brand and being super productive. She has a few million supporters of her brand as the Bento Box Queen where she shares blogs, vlogs, and all the things making lunches for her kiddos and more. We talked about getting started in the creator economy, overcoming challenges, and her future goals bring you into one of my classrooms as a, a guest speaker and they asked who you are and what you do what would you say honestly that's like one thing I like, struggle with because I don't know what to say basically hi um, I'm Jessica Wu um, Sully Jessica Wu is my full name Sully Jessica is what I'm known um, in the online world yeah so basically I'm just a mom um, I have three girls and I live in Las Vegas I'm from Los Angeles originally but I've been here all my life and then I have done social media and marketing basically throughout my whole life as much as I could. Marketing was a big part of my life growing up. So yeah, it just kind of naturally flowed with the social media for me because I had such a big marketing background. And then um, yeah, I was lucky enough to put in, you know, like the passion for it. And like I was sharing what I wanted to do and I became viral. So uh, one of my videos became viral. It was actually a video that I never would have thought would go viral because it was me making lunch for my kids. And that is something just, you know, another thing that I was just doing. And usually I have a really big art background. So I love to paint and I do makeup. Um, I've done makeup for 19 years almost. And you know, I shared all those things. I shared, you know, fashion and beauty and all this like art related kind of stuff that ties into my life too. But yeah, I became viral going making less for my kids. And that's another passion of mine is food and just, you know, having that community feeling with food and family. So somehow I got lucky and went viral for that. And now that is what I do. I make videos basically on everything I love. I still keep to my roots with sharing art stuff and you know, I mean, I put art into my food. That's basically what I love doing is just making it really beautiful. I make videos on, you know, what what I love doing is sharing food, family, my life basically as much as I can. And yeah, making a business out of it because the marketing background helps me in that way. That's amazing. It's kind of all over the place because I don't know. Like, I don't want to say content creator because... Like, I'm not just like a filmer or an editor or whatever it is, or an influencer, you know, I basically just get to share what I do and what I love. I love hearing these responses. And that's why I've fallen into this like pattern or habit of asking everybody that first question, almost like the theme questions that podcasters ask people at the end, which I do ask a few of those two. Otherwise, in between, it's super organic and random. We just see where things go. But at the beginning, I've really loved asking that because it's a trick that some people will use to like not research or not know what they're doing. So like, oh, hey, who are you and what do you do? Okay, good. Now we can get started. I appreciate it because what I've noticed is it's so many of the guests are extremely multi-passionate. That's such a common theme that it's really neat to hear from people themselves, at least what they would explain it like and all these awesome things that they do. And you did a good job of that because there are so many different areas that we could talk about. One of the things that I'd love to ask is when you said that video went viral, the first one of making food for your kids, what platform was that on? It was on TikTok. I love TikTok because it was like with the whole like art world, I just 
felt like there was a lot of people that were showcased that would never be seen, you know, like on Instagram or wherever else. Like I discover so many talented people in so many different aspects of the world. And I'm like, oh, and I feel like TikTok really, really did that for people. There were so many people that were anti-TikTok for quite a while. I'm sure some of them in the YouTube world are still kind of sticking around. Was it your marketing background? Like, what do you feel made you jump into TikTok early on compared to some others who are still holding out? I think the marketing part, yeah, because obviously in marketing, you just have to go with the changes, you know, like things are always changing. You have to keep up with, you know, what people are wanting, you know, it's just basic consumer theory of the next consumers are not old people. It's the younger generation. Those are the people who are going to be spending the money that whatever you want to do, you know, whatever you're selling or showing or whatever, it's these younger generation. And with me, I feel like I do have an upper hand because I do have kids. And I know, you know, what they're into. I know I'm involved enough to know like, hey, my kids are going on TikTok, probably should be on it. So I know what's happening. Because that's the thing is like, you know, the older generations, they just didn't want to learn new things. They didn't want to learn. They didn't really want to get into the internet. If I think about like my parents, like my dad was a little different because he went to college and like, you know, but my mom, I would never think that she could even be on a phone looking up a computer, you know, like Googling something or looking at YouTube and all that stuff because people don't want to change. They like things the way they are. And I feel like now it's a little bit different where you just learn and adapt and like you have to. And if you don't, then you're just stuck there. Those people are pretty angry for some reason. (laughs) You know, I don't know. I feel like it's just like all those people are on Facebook. They're just angry at life. That's just how it is over there. And like TikTok is just like, you know, this is what's happening now. You can see the changes and like you just kind of have to go with the flow or you just kind of get stuck behind and then you don't know what's happening. You don't know what your kids are doing. Yeah. Be water is one of those favorite kind of sentiments that I always appreciate is kind of, like you said, go with the flow and be water. But I think it takes certain personality types or at least learned behaviors to be able to make those pivots. Because certainly a lot of people even younger, I know the first time that I had TikTok, multiple people were like laughing at that as a concept that I even had it in the first place. And I was trying to say like, it's going to be at the point where everybody has it, right? Like this is one of those things that to me, it was, it was so evident that eventually almost everyone, right? Like it would hit that tipping point uh, in terms of people using it. And now you're seeing exactly that a lot of educational content. You know, I see people in there clearly in their 50s, 60s, 70s, probably 80s (laughs) creating content on TikTok. So it's been pretty neat to see, I guess, adoption and and evolution of that platform. I was curious because I know that you have grown a pretty substantial following. So I wasn't sure if that was from the YouTube days or if you went from TikTok to YouTube or that kind of thing uh, where you started really starting to gain traction, I guess, in the first place when it came to social media? I had started my YouTube actually like in 2015, 14 around then. My sister, so another, I don't know, like something good about me, I guess, is I have younger sisters too that are a lot younger than me. They were on TikTok, you know? So I'm like, what, you know, why are you guys on TikTok all day long? They visit me every summer and they stay for a while. It was like the summer of 2019. I guess that's when they were like on it all the time. And I was like, what are you doing? You know, what people are just like dancing, you know, (laughs) like just like what everyone thinks TikTok is and stuff. So yeah, but my sister had always been like, hey, you have so many 
like random skills, like, you know, cause I paint and do makeup and whatever else. And she always wanted me to do YouTube, you know, she's like, put your makeup videos, like all this stuff. She's like, just do it. And that was when I was like, okay, fine, I'll start. And then I had done social media, but I hadn't really like wanted to put myself out there. It was more like, this is what I made or like, this is the makeup I did for a bride. You know, it was more like other people just showcasing that. And then with YouTube and doing all that, it was like, I had to do it and it was on like my face and like I had to talk. I didn't know if I like, if I wanted to, I knew I like, like social media and the marketing aspects of everything, but I didn't know if I wanted to do like the camera thing. But then, um, you know, in college, I went to school for journalism and media studies. I had gone for marketing itself, but it was so boring to me. All the economics classes, all that stuff was so boring to me. So then I was like, okay, let me try journalism media studies. And at that point, I was kind of like open to like doing broadcasting and reporting for some reason. I was like, that sounds fun. You know, let me just try that part. And then I got into the marketing side of journalism and media studies. I got to learn a lot about that stuff. But not only that, the marketing side of media and that definitely helped me do more camera stuff and like, you know, see where I wanted to be, I guess. And then it's kind of funny how it worked out in the end because my dad's like, oh, well, you're using your degree, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's it's true. But um, TikTok just made me more comfortable because it was, I think it was just so short and it just was more raw. Like, hey, I don't need all these equipment. On YouTube, it was scary because like, yeah, everyone had perfect lighting. Everyone had the perfect equipment. Everyone says this, you know, that's why it's like hard to start YouTube or whatever. So I did all that. And then um, I actually got my house broken into. So then I had this whole like situation of losing all my computer camera. And I was like, well, I can't do YouTube now. So then I think once TikTok was there, I was like, oh, well, people are just recording on their phones more like every day busted out. It's not like a production, which, you know, YouTube is amazing for that. Like people produce literally amazing quality stuff. And with TikTok, I was like, okay, I can do this. So then with my sister, you know, again, she's like, make me TikToks, make me TikToks. I think that's what it was. It was just like the rawness and the shortness. I felt more comfortable shooting for a minute. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. For me, I haven't created a lot or, or what maybe would be considered successful on TikTok. You know, I'm one of those people that fall into have the zero views and then the 26 views and then maybe 1.5K and then 10 and like ha had been a little bit random with it, knowing full well what I should do if I want to succeed on the platform, but not really executing on it yet. But one of the things that I already know that I really do appreciate versus being a filmmaker traditionally is exactly that. Not getting the whole camera bag together and doing the whole thing, right? Creating four TikToks to share with, I think, equal impact feels about as complex or, or a lot less than trying to create that 10-minute video with B-roll and, and that whole thing. I, I do want to still create longer form and I'm, I'm kind of trying to figure out where that is and how, how it falls in the middle to figure out the right balance but for right now, I'm curious about that. So is your current setup when you go to shoot, like right now you're just using phone and maybe some light and that's basically it? I try to just use my phone. Yeah. And like daylight. I mean, I have I have lighting and all that stuff. But again, like as a mom of three people, I wish I could just have the time to set up everything. And like, you know, like even my first videos when I'm doing my voiceovers, I'm just hiding in my closet because I have a few minutes while they're taking a shower or like, you know, so I work with what I can and it works out for me, you know, and that's why I was like, okay, I can do TikTok because I can literally pull it out of my butt because it's 
just, you know, what I'm doing and I could, you know, film and edit and like, and it's not a 30 minute video, you know, and I don't have to make it perfect. And that was another thing, you know, like me being this person, I always, you know, you, you strive for perfection, you know, you want everything to look nice, you want your hair, whatever, like my makeup's not pretty, whatever it is. But with TikTok, it's like, it's fine. It's fine. Your person, that's just what worked for me. And I think that's what it's shown to work with a lot of people who have gone viral, you know, it, and it's more about their talents and like what they have to offer more than is this the perfect looking video, you know, is does she have the best eyeliner, or, you know, whatever it is. It's more about like, hey, am I getting useful information or, you know, it's more quality, I think, in a different way than like video production. There's so many amazing people who do it all, both, you know, they have amazing quality, they have the amazing audio and the content. A YouTuber doing TikTok, you know, obviously it's different. You got to figure that out. But once you figure that out, you already have the upper hand because you know how to make videos prettier. You know how to make your audio sound perfect. You know, you have the upper hand. What I want to do next is, yeah, obviously I want to get better audio, have more time to like make my videos look nicer. And there's just stepping stones, I guess. Since we went down this rabbit hole of TikTok already, if you were to add some other things, like if we gave someone that bullet point cheat sheet of like, here's five things you should do to be a creator on TikTok and succeed, what are some other things you would add? Basically, just, you know, going viral for what you like, just doing things that you like and showing that instead of I just want to go viral. You know, a lot of people want to go viral just to go viral. And then they don't know what do they do next. If you're sharing something that you love, people will come to you because you're just passionate and you're liking it. You know, you're not just like there's so many realtors, for example, doing the YouTube thing or the TikTok thing, you know, and you know, when there's a realtor, that's just like, this is a home, you know, showing homes or whatever. But then there's other realtors that are like, hey, these are everything you need to know to help you get a home in this crazy economy. Just the value, I guess. And putting value and like being passionate. Like if you like selling homes and like then do that, you know, but it's like if that's not what you want to do, then why go viral for it? And why make videos on it? You have to love what you're doing to do it and go viral and then keep doing it because there's one example of this guy he did a dance and that's all everyone wanted him for just the same dance it was the same moves with different music slower or faster and every day he had to post that and you know he just couldn't get away from it because no one wanted to see anything else from him except for the dance and I'm just like another few things is just making the content you have to make content to get yourself out there if you put a few videos and you're just like womp womp you know what I'm doing yeah, and that's fine. But this is what I say. It's the lottery game. The more content you put out, that's more chances of you going viral and more people seeing your videos. So make the content, you know, you don't have to do it regularly. You don't have to schedule it out. You don't, you just push out the content, like literally just push it out. And literally the first year I went viral, I made over 500 videos. That's like three a day. On TikTok. Yeah. People are like, how did you go that? I put in the time, you know, I put in the time and I put out the content. You have to put in the work. Like you want to go viral, you have to put in the work. Put in the work, put out a lot of content because the cool thing about TikTok is that this is your video, it pushes you out here. And then if these people like you, it'll push you out to a bigger group of people, so on and so forth. And it doesn't matter who it is. It's literally everyone. It's just like a pool. So like everyone has a chance. Just because I have millions of followers, I still get that same pool as someone with zero followers. 
is. That's the thing you have to know is that everyone has a, the same chance. That's the cool part about TikTok is everyone has the same chance. And like with other social media platforms, you don't get that chance because it's more on the followers or the engagement or, you know, it's more on all these people are ahead of you. So they get all of these people first. It's not like that on TikTok. It's like, yeah, you get to show your followers. But the thing on landing on like the for you page, it could be anybody. I get people that have literally 100 followers and they one of their videos is kind of trending because they went through the Cool. And there's like only 20 likes on it, you know, and I'm like, wow. And you know what, I always comment on it. And I'm like, hey, it's on the for you page. And I saw it. Another big thing I would say is just like supporting other people. Like I, um, my big thing was just like liking and commenting. And if I like a video, if I sit there and watch a video, I'll pretty much comment on it because I want you to do good, you know, no matter who it is. If it's a dog video or a funny video and it makes me laugh, I'll say, hey, you know, haha or whatever, because it helps people. So I feel like if you're out there liking and commenting, I feel like you get that same love. And that's, you know, I feel like anybody who is online know the community aspect of growing and like this whole thing and now I'm like a part of a food community you know and like a part of the TikTok community uh, these communities you build and the relationships you build so that's another thing like support other people and they'll support you and help you in whatever you want to do go go viral or whatever it is I completely agree. I use just keep learning as a hashtag. I use it as the the name of my website and podcast. And that idea of just keep giving people often ask me about JKL. And I'll say, well, I also believe in lots of other things like JKG and this idea of being generous. You doing that shows how humble you are while still growing a big following, much like taking this interview and taking the time out of your day to do this, which is pretty cool. takes a lot of different character traits that I really appreciate. It also takes some time management. And so you mentioned the idea of of having kids and still being able to create content. One of those things that I think it brings up is this conversation of like quality versus quantity. So where do you stand at on that argument? Let's just stick with TikTok maybe because that way it's focused for people when it comes to creating quality versus quantity. Honestly, right now, I feel like it's more quantity than quality just because people's attention span is so short. I feel like people just don't appreciate the quality that people put out there as much as we want them to. You know, I want them to be like, oh, wow, you know, this is amazing. But that's not the case. They absorb it for like that one, literally, literally that one minute. And then it's like gone. And then they're like, yeah, I'll watch it later. And then they might watch it later. But then you know what I mean? YouTube is great for the quality content because it lives there. And it's the Google now. That's where we go to look for anything. And I think that's great. That's why that's the best part of YouTube is just a cataloging of whatever it is. And people they can find it, you know, it's easy for them to find but with everything else, they don't use it as like a search, you know, people just aren't appreciating it. So, you know, I guess it's kind of more on like a personal level of do you want to take more time producing the better quality content? Or do you want to provide more content for more people to see and more, you know, more people to share that information? I'm at the point where I'm doing more doing quality content and putting that out there because obviously, it's a lot of work, even though it's not quality, it's just as much time because you're making more videos. So your thing like you know what are your capabilities of producing the best content and a lot of content I guess you know if you can do both you know that's the best thing 
Yeah, for sure. And where I can really appreciate it is like the idea of building playlists on YouTube. That's one of my personal pretty big goals is to be able to have like 12 quality videos that help people chase their big dreams, 10 quality videos that help youth particularly, but anybody interested in entrepreneurship. And then like, as I build out this idea of trying things, learning from them and teaching back what I learned, which is what my real goal is, if I had all the time in the world right now, as creating those playlists that really help people and showing vulnerability and growth mindset and learning. And like you said, it lives there, right? You meet somebody interested in that topic, you can send them that playlist. So that's what I do like about YouTube as well. When it comes to TikTok, you've mentioned uh, a few times the idea of virality, which I don't necessarily think is something that was always brought up in the YouTube world for the last like 10 years. People grew channels and grinded for you know years. Is that something that you think is unique to TikTok that can be really helpful? The crazy part about TikTok is that, yeah, I mean, like I said, the pool, how it works. And like, once you go viral, it's like such a big pool of an audience. You definitely don't get that with any other platform. I mean, you do now, like YouTube has shorts and some of my shorts on there have more views on than my TikTok does. But I feel like that's only with short form because people aren't, there wasn't virality with YouTube videos because not billions of people aren't going to sit there watching a 20 minute video, you know, so I think that came along because of people's short attention spans and people just scrolling, you know, it was just pictures before, you know, people were just scrolling pictures, but now they can scroll videos and all they need is some videos are eight seconds long, you know, like you literally don't need much to, which is sad. It's sad. We hope to like catch longer attention spans, but I feel like the difference though with virality and like having like a good viewed video on YouTube is like those people people are the ones that are more loyal. YouTube followers aren't comparable to like other platforms followers, I think. The way they support you, the way that they don't just like cancel you right away. You know, like I feel like with that whole culture of super short stuff, it's just like you're popular and then they don't care about you. But with YouTube, they care about you. They want to know more about you. They want to learn more. You know, they're going back to you for a reason. There's just more loyalty, I guess. And like uh, if you're wanting to do other things, they're, you know, they're more willing to support you in that way. I think that's that's what it is. I don't know for sure, but that's just kind of what I've gotten. Not saying that my TikTok followers are not loyal or anything, but you can see the generational kind of gaps too. I'm sure that affects everything. Yeah, that's interesting. And one of the other differences before we move on, I think between YouTube and TikTok that's interesting and it's closing is obviously the duration that they allow you to create. How do you feel about the idea of TikTok creeping up and allowing people to create longer? I mean, I figured that would probably happen, you know, everyone longer form is just where money is, I think, you know, business wise. So with everyone, IGTV, you know, Snapchat doing like their little TV show kind of things. I think that's just where the money is. So that's where everyone kind of wants to be. Um, I think that's what is happening, you know, and obviously people wanting more like YouTube, they wanted short form, you know, TikTokers wanted longer form. So I think it's just all these platforms compared competing against each other, trying to offer everything that the other ones have. So you you stay on that one platform, you know, t- TikTok doesn't want you to go to YouTube and make long form videos. YouTube doesn't want you to go to TikTok to make short form videos, you know, so uh, you know, that's where I think it is where they just want to offer everything that they can on the on one app. 
For sure. Uh, Semi Stupid or David, aka Semi Stupid, who's a pretty successful TikToker, is a friend of mine in this space. And we were talking about that idea that it's like almost like every platform slowly is getting just to be very similar in terms of their offerings and their features. And it's an interesting thing to see. I was curious if you felt that it puts more pressure to create those longer form videos now because, you know, we were talking about it being nice because they are short. Yeah, I mean, I did start going back to YouTube and doing longer recipe type videos, just because that's what people wanted, you know, they wanted recipe videos. And I and I would do them on TikTok, but I wanted to offer it where they can go and search it, you know, and Mm -hmm. it was also like, hey, I'm making all these videos, but I would love to have a place where I can catalog them for my even for my kids, you know, like not even if anybody saw but you know, if my kids can go back and be like, Oh, these are my mom's recipes, you know, that's you got from grandma or you know whatever it is so I always want to and like try to but again it kind of goes back to like me just being in front of the camera talking to myself for 20 minutes you know I'm I try to be like just to the point and blunt this is how it is this is what I did you know and yeah I mean I see I definitely see more value in longer form videos I think people will resort back to those You've mentioned family a lot. It's clear that you are a pretty loving, caring, family-oriented person. What other things have you learned when it comes to being a parent and like trying to juggle that and content creation that might help people? I am a very private person. That was another thing, I guess, is just me being in front of social media and doing all this was just like, man, I got to talk about myself and I got to like share myself with people, you know, and like, I don't know, I just wasn't that kind of person. I, um, again, my sister is just like, you're the worst influencer ever because you hate, you know, you're just so private, you don't like sharing and like, but you know what, it has helped me in a different way, because I think it's good for me to share you know some things just little things and I think that's helped me while I'm doing this thing this whole journey yeah so the privacy part I have girls and it's like how much do I want to share my daughter wants to create her own YouTube channel and and she as anybody growing up in today's day and age would know other creators and follow and love YouTube and that kind of thing so she's nine what what do you feel like when it comes to that as a parent You know what? I mean, that's what every kid wants to be is a YouTuber. You know, like, how are you going to say no to me? I'm like, I'm going to set them up now. You know, why not? Like, why not set up your daughter now? Like, we have all the resources. We know what's happening. Why not give them a head start? Obviously, it goes back to like the whole privacy thing. You know, like you want to guard them. You want to keep them safe. Obviously, there's crazy people out there. And but at the end of the day, you can't guard them forever. You know, you can't keep them from doing things. And to me, it's just a risk that I take every day in being an online person and being out in the world, you know, and putting me and my family out there is to us, this is this is what makes us happy, you know, and like, this is what I want to do. So that risk is is worth it for us, I guess. So yeah, I mean, if my kids want and they want to like, and my daughter has had a few TikTok accounts and like, it just gets deleted just because she's a kid. And like, I'm not in every single video, but and she's fine. She's all she she gets over it now. At first, she's like, Oh, man, you know, and yeah. And I mean, I started I grew up just loving photography and filming. So another thing about me is like, to me, I would film this anyway, you know, all my kids, like I took pictures of their lunches that I made for five 
five years and like I would put them on Facebook randomly just to share with my family, you know, and to me, it's something that I have been doing and like filming our lives and just I just love remembering and watching videos. And my my dad had a camera and he always filmed us and my grandpa taught me how to develop film, you know, like all that stuff that another big part of my life was like photography and filming. So to me, it's natural. That's why I said when I can just pull out my phone and film, you know, I'm going to do it anyway of me and my kids enjoying a day. Now I all I have to do is edit it and maybe do a voiceover. And you know, I get to call that work. And so and my, you know, my kids love doing it. And like, sometimes they don't want to film. And I'm like, that's fine. You know, I don't ever force them. And I think that it helps me with the whole privacy part, too, because I just give them breaks. And like, you know, if they don't want to film, that's fine. And if they want to, you know, they want to. And I mean, at that age, like nine, my oldest is 10. And she, you know, she's like, why don't you film this with me? Or like, you know, she says stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, I think why not? Like, this is the future, you know, and if me having a million followers, or you know, whatever, and I can help them in any way, why not? It's not like you're just a YouTuber. It's like you can be a YouTuber and be what you love doing. You can be a violinist and be a YouTuber playing violin for the world. That's the best part. So it's like, to me, they can be whoever they want to be still, but still be a YouTuber, kind of like the best of both worlds. You know, I get to love spending time with my kids and share that, share, I love eating, you know, and share that and makeup and whatever it is. So yeah, it's not just a YouTuber, you know, it's not just a content creator, you know, it's what you love doing and what you love sharing. If that is what you're doing, you know, I don't know, maybe some people who do pranks, did, I don't know, but I think so. Yeah, just a part of your life, I guess. One of the things that I think is interesting is a little bit older, you know, a lot of high school students I'm talking to often, they have the same kind of interests, right? Like you said, it's basically the future. It's when you watch these platforms, you kind of feel like, oh, I should be creating. I know I, I know people literally feel guilty for not being out there creating, which is fine because of course they don't have to and they shouldn't feel that way. But for those who do want to create and they have zero followers, what would you tell them in terms of things that you've learned about growing that big of a following. Yeah, just, I mean, creating content about stuff you like, you know, and putting the effort, you know. I mean, you can't just go on there and do a bunch of dances and then expect to grow a million followers. Yeah, some people have done that, but that is probably not going to happen, you know. But I mean, if you're a professional dancer, then maybe that is the way to go. You know, just doing what you love. The thing is, it shows through. That's the biggest thing is just being authentic and being real and just making any kind of videos. Like literally just anybody, literally anybody can just, you don't have to look pretty. You don't have to have the perfect outfit, whatever it is, like whatever you're worried about. You know, you can be talking about your favorite books or literally anything, how to clean a trash can, anything. If you're passionate about it, people will notice and, you know, they'll just like it and they'll see the effort because you are passionate and you're talking about it and it shows through no matter how crappy your phone is, you know? One of the biggest trending videos that went viral recently is a guy just dancing in the mirror and it's just, it just makes you happy and like it's, he's just dancing in the mirror. He doesn't care and he doesn't care and he wasn't doing anything crazy, like doing crazy dances or anything. He was literally just, I'm just gonna dance. Just like the guy that was skateboarding and drank the ocean spray, you know? Classic. Skateboarding and drink 
drinking a juice. You can't just go making content thinking you're going to go viral. You kind of just have to put the content out there that you want to make. You know, I don't know, make the stuff that you want to make or share something. You can paint a house and just show you painting the house. And I just feel like just do what you want to and then it'll just be easier, you know, that way. Don't think about like, hey, I can make this funny video because I might get a million views, you know? I feel like that kind of stuff just doesn't happen as often and you're better off just sharing what is really important to you, I guess. Yeah, so along those lines then, the idea of staying with your niche, as some people put it, niche. But either way, clearly you are a multi-passionate person. And so with this idea of staying with your niche versus just creating the things that you want to create, what advice do you give to people in that area? It's hard for me to give advice because I feel like I do everything like not what you're supposed to because yeah, I mean, you should, what I should tell people and what I do is different. I mean, it's completely like a parent, like do as I say, not as I do. But um, yeah, you should stay in your niche to grow. If I didn't make lunch videos, I don't, I don't think I would have grown. So if you want to grow, obviously stay in your niche, stay in your niche, grow your audience. And then once they know who you are, figure out who you are and kind of learn and you'll know when they want more. You know, I started making other content and being like, oh, you guys want this kind of stuff? Because, they'll, you know, you'll see in the comments. That's the thing is be active in your comments. Ask them, you know, ask them what kind of videos you want, you know, or they'll see me do a food video and they'll be like, oh, I love your outfit. Can you do a, a closet tour or whatever it is? You know, and I'll be like, yeah, whatever. Or they, they're like, oh, I like your hair. And can we get a hair? T-? You know, what do you do? Or it's kind of like, you know, what YouTubers do, what I eat in the day, what I wear for the week, all those different categories of niches, top 10 movie, whatever it is, stay in your lane to grow, grow your audience and see where your audience is at. And then you can kind of break off into different things once they're ready. You know, not everyone's just they're just gonna be like, Oh, who's this person? And then they're like, you know, it has to make sense. I mean, I kind of threw a bunch of random things in the beginning, because I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what TikTok is, you know, so it's like, it's okay to test the waters, make a bunch of different accounts, I can make a makeup one, I can make a food one and then see which one does better and then stay in that niche and then you can kind of break off. But that's kind of what I did in my journey is did stay in my lane. But with me, my personality is just like, I'm going to do what I want whenever I want. (laughs) You know, I'd be like, I want to do this thing. And you know, I try something different here and there. Yeah, stay in your lane to grow. And then you can kind of break off and do different areas if you want to. Yeah, I can really appreciate that. One of the areas where I struggled with was just thinking about what I wanted to do in terms of people kind of giving the advice, you know, you need to like find a way to make money, like, you know, create a course or do this so that you can then become a content creator. And I've always just pushed against that attempting, deciding to build content that helps and then we'll figure out the money piece later. But I do know that a lot of people struggle with that idea of how how am I going to make money? What's your insight kind of in terms of growing your following, knowing that at some point you're going to have to be able to make money? I don't know what that right answer is because I feel like people monetize in different ways in different times. When I first started social media, I just got on a lot of different like websites where you can just put in your social media stuff and it kind of gives you like, hey, this company is doing this. Like, do you want to make a post? Or, you know, I think that's pretty much how I started just making money. But once I went like super viral, that's when I started getting like PR. So I was on Good Morning America. That's the coolest thing about virality is the media part. You know, I got 
to be on Los Angeles Times and people and team people, you know, all that stuff. And like without virality, that would have never happened. You know, no one would have known who I was or so with me, I kind of was lucky because I got all that press behind me. And then and then obviously brands are seeing your videos. Brands are like, oh, who's this person? And then I basically signed with an agency not too long after. Companies just start reaching out to you and they're just like, hey, we want to work with you in a video. And that's just kind of how it worked with me. And then the agency was kind of where they helped me negotiate my rates and stuff because I had no idea you know I was just getting into getting big and monetizing on all that stuff so and at that point TikTok didn't even monetize yeah and I was like wow you know this I can definitely like make a living out of this because you know I was getting more interest and people were reaching out to me and like and then it was just like bigger brands and bigger brands and I was like oh my god you know so I'm just doing this full-time now and I can't complain i I can complain, you know, it gets really the content creation life is lonely, you know, like it gets sad and lonely. You're talking to yourself most of the time. You know, there is a lot of mental health with chasing numbers. Everyone's trying to go viral. Do you have particular strategies that you use to support that mental health in this journey? I just take breaks. You know, I don't care about losing followers or to me, I just kind of give myself a break. And like, to me, I know my priorities. Like I have my kids, you know, they're right in front of me. And if they're sick and obviously I can't do anything when they're sick and then I get sick and then everyone's sick and then I'm, my body will tell me when I need a break. Like I I got COVID really bad in the beginning of 2021 and I got really, it was really bad. I couldn't even do voiceovers because I couldn't breathe. I couldn't even do anything. And so, you know, for three months I was pretty bad. And then, you know, you just can't be like, Oh, my God, no one's gonna like me anymore. No, you know, all these people are gonna get way more followers than me or like, you know, I feel like everyone kind of goes through that stages of like comparing yourself competing and like, you know, being better than someone or whatever, you know, like everyone thinks that way in some capacity, because this rat race game of, you know, what's the trending stuff, you know, I don't know. So like, you just have to take a break and like, not worry about those things. And I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't care, you know, I don't care. I'm gonna post whatever I want. If they don't like it, they don't like it. And but that comes with age too. You know, I'm older, I do have three kids and I have a relationship and you just have to think about yourself. And those people will, you know, those people who stay are the ones that are worth it anyway. So even if you do lose a bunch of people doing what you what you want to do, keeping the ones that actually, you know, want to stay. That's a great example. It's wise and definitely something that helps you, but I think will help a lot of other people too. So I really appreciate you sharing that. One of the things that is quite clear from our whole conversation has been this idea of uh, appreciating art and photography, filmmaking, obviously content creation in general, makeup, food. You mentioned so many things, right? What do you think is something that you would tell other people who are multi-passionate, but really struggling to pick that one thing, or they're trying to just pick one thing, you know? It won't hurt you to try different things. You know, if you're figuring yourself out still, like try different things and see what you like. You know, I I love makeup, but I don't love doing it on myself every day. So it's hard for me to do more makeup content because I'm like, my face is boring. You know, this is something I look at every day. And that's why I love doing makeup because I had so many different canvases to work on and like so many different features. So that's like one example of, you know, I wouldn't want to do all makeup content, even though I love makeup, beauty. 
beauty and doing different things, you know, doing like the food videos, doing the hair videos. I did, you know, art resin making videos. You kind of figure out what do you want to share? What do you want to show these people who you are? You know, even my boyfriend, I'm trying to get him into like doing more content and stuff too. And he just was like, I kind of want to do bow making, you know? And I'm like, and that was just like out of nowhere. You know, he, he has so many things going on with his life. You know, he's, he's a realtor. He is a martial artist. He does stunt acting. He does so many different things, but like, you know, he was like, I want to bow make, you know? And that's like the coolest thing is, yeah, do that. Why not? You don't have to be a professional. You don't have to teach people anything. Show people the process of you learning. People will love it, you know? So I think that's like the funnest part is just like figuring it out along the way because, you know, I didn't think I could just make lunch videos. I didn't know people wanted lunch videos. You know, it was something I loved doing for my girls. And it went viral because not just because it's me packing lunch for my kids. It's because it shows my love through the food. You know, it shows that I'm because at the end I write notes and more than just food, you know, and they just kind of see that and see the love that you put into it. And again, I just keep going back to like, just trying to figure out what you love doing. And yeah, some people don't know. And that's okay. Like some people are like, I want to be a twitcher, you know, and play video games all day. But then they probably end up being like, "Mm, maybe not. But it doesn't hurt to try. That's the thing is you just have to try it. Yeah, it's funny you say that a few times in a row because you would think that I paid you to say that because I have my handle as Just Tries. And the reason is because it's partially my name, but more so because that's the thing that I've realized a lot of people do struggle with is just feeling like permission to just try things because you're not going to know and it can change. Do you think the confidence came first or the content creation? I don't know. I don't feel like I'm super confident. I hate talking about myself, like interviews. I literally hate doing, but I do it because I love talking to people. You know, that's what I do. Like when people are like, okay, tell me about yourself. And that's why I don't know what to say because every time I'm like, I don't know. To me, it's not like creating content. It's just capturing memories for me, you know, Um, that's the thing. And I just kind of share how I'm feeling at the moment or what I'm enjoying at the moment or what I'm loving. And I can honestly say like, this is kind of who I've been my whole life. So it's easy for me because, you know, there's a lot of people who want to put on a persona or online personality, like, hey, I want to look single and available and hot or, you know, whatever. And I don't have that, you know, I don't want to portray myself in any way. I don't want to look like the perfect mom. I don't want to be whatever it is, a MILF or, you know, sorry, but, you know, I I don't know. Like I just am myself and I just kind of share who I am. And, you know, that's just kind of where, where my content is. And to me, that's, it's not like content. Obviously I do kind of trending stuff, but I just kind of do what it feel, I guess. And all my close friends that's known me since like middle school are just like, finally, you know, finally you're doing what you were made to do is just kind of be yourself and show the world your talents and try to make it a better place somehow. You know, I want to travel the world and help people do bigger things, not just like, hey, this is my lunch for my kids. You know, I want to travel the world and feed people, you know, sharing kindness and, you know, teaching parents and kids that they can do things together and enjoy it and not hate their lives. You certainly steer clear of fake, I think is one way that I would put it. And for that, I appreciate it. I also do appreciate you doing the interview still because the fact that you do get out there, and I'm sure lots of people say this, and share your story will help a lot of other people who don't feel like sharing their story. And by doing that, that will help other people. You know, it builds that cycle of helping other people believe in themselves as people who share memories that they are willing to capture. I mean, when it comes to doing these interviews and podcast episodes, it's because 
becoming a theme for sure that I could ask questions and we could have conversation about this stuff for hours, you know, but we won't do that. We'll maybe hold back and keep people wanting more. Uh, we could run it back in an episode in the future, maybe a year from now and get those updates about travel. And as the kids have grown up a bit or whatever, I don't want to take too much of your time. But that being said, I do want to ask, like we, we talked about marketing, we, we talked a bit about business, talked about uh, social media, being multi-passionate, so many different things that are all creative in nature. Uh, is there anything that you kind of have in your mind that we would have left out? I just want to say like, you know, just be yourself and no one's like you. So that will make you stand out is just being yourself and who you are because no one is you. And I, I'll just add that in there. Love it. Uh, so I have a few themed questions yeah. that I just kind of rapid fire. If you were to leave one piece of advice for the next generation, what would that be? I think just, you know, learning respect and being respectful of others. There's a lot, you know, with the online world, I feel like that goes out the window sometimes. And yeah, just human respect respecting one another as a person and not just people are killing people over, you know, shoes and it's terrible. So I think just respecting one another and being nice, just be nice, <laughs> you know, literally that's, and everyone will be happier. I think. Yeah. That's a great t-shirt or mug. Just be nice. A hat for sure. Yeah. <laughs> this one may be tough because you learn so many things and I know you're a lifelong learner, but uh, what's one thing you're learning right now that may or may not surprise people? I'm learning Kung Fu. Actually, I'm 35 years old and I'm starting Kung Fu classes with uh, my boyfriend and uh, another teacher. But yeah, I love learning. Like that's my problem is like, I want to do so much. Again, it goes back to like the niche thing. And it's because I, I want to do so much and try new things. And there's literally nothing I would, would probably say no to. That's really cool. Unless it was obviously a risk to me and my babies. But. So when, how do you manage to sleep then? I don't. No, I don't sleep. There's no sleeping time for me. I sleep. I mean, my the best part of being a parent with my kids is my kids are very independent and self-sufficient in a lot of ways. So they help me. If I need a break, if I don't want to cook, I don't want to make lunch, you know, they, they understand. And, you know, that's I think that's the best part is that my kids are really helpful. I mean, they're kids. They, they're crazy and they make messes all the time and they stress me out like crazy. But I'm very open with them. I'm like, hey, I don't feel good. You know, I don't want to make lunch today. Like, I'm so tired. Like, they, you know, they let me rest. And so, you know, it helps when your whole family is kind of there for you. And you are you just have to be honest and open with everyone. And, and the thing is, I love sleeping so late. Like, that's my thing. I'm a night owl. And I'm like, oh, I can get it so much done when my kids are sleeping. And then I hate my life in the morning. I just think about those days where I had like multiple jobs, going to college, partying, sleeping for an hour and going back to work. So I'm like, if I, I, if I could do that, then I'm fine now. I can relate, but I am trying to work on sleeping. And for the next couple months, I'm actually trying to get up in the morning and we'll see how that goes. But I feel like I get less done because I'd rather work at night when they're in bed. The last thought is uh, you're really good with content creation, capturing memories, but certainly social media. So if you were to ask me a question, what would be a question that comes to mind? What do you want to do on TikTok? Like, what do you what do you want to do? So right now on the spot, I think the main thing that I want to do, if I were to, and, and I'll make an excuse with time quickly, that if I were to quit my job and be able to go full time now, then I would showcase like every single day learning something like producing hip hop music or trying to game on Twitch, but for like three month windows. So it has like a really good growth mindset window to show, yeah. not just like going skydiving or like that. The try guys 
versus somebody else who uses try in their names. Those one-off experiences like going uh, bobsledding. Like, I don't mean like that. Right, right, like, right. I mean, like actually trying to learn the thing from I suck at singing. I've never tried singing. Do now I'm getting better at allowing people to watch the progression. I think that would be the main thing. What's stopping you is time. No, I mean, that's what a lot of us say is stopping us, right? Getting a bit organized to figure out right. how do I want to actually learn this and then share it. But I think it's going a lot better. Yeah. And see, that's the thing. You got to stop thinking and just do it. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just be like, hey, like literally just do it. I think your best stuff comes out when it's literally just you doing it out of nowhere, you know, like no pre-planning, no, you know, like obviously certain things need planning. Like obviously if you're learning about something new, but try to just do it off the cuff and like, you know, just say what you feel. And the thing is with me, like if I try to script everything, if I write all my voiceovers, like, yeah, like in the end, it sounds great and better, but I don't sound like myself in the end, you know, sometimes you just kind of have to do it, you know, and see how that goes. You'll be fine. Right. I appreciate that. I shared a video because both of my brothers actually passed away in the last two years. I lost one in each of the last two years, which is pretty crazy. But I just shared a video of me sitting on a curb the day that my brother died. And I mean, obviously, there's that. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. There's obviously that massive like emotional component and people get interested in death and especially of young people. So that right. was a thing. But a lot of people reached out to say they, they wished I, I would share more like that more often. So it's on the to-do list. I'll do better. I promise. <laughs> and that's the thing. People just want the real you, you know, no matter what you're doing or sharing, they just want a real person that they can relate to. And that's really what it is. You know, even though these moms are like, oh my God, I can't make those lunches, you know, but they can relate to me because they know I'm a real mom, you know, and I'm not saying that everyone should be doing this or everyone should be like me or, you know, I'm just showing what I do and what I love and hopefully I can help you along the way. And they could make the lunches. Yeah. You can make the lunches. They could make the lunches. Yeah, exactly. That's what I say. If I can do it, you can do it. The very last question, and then I know we both are trying to get back to our kids, in why and where people could find you online. I'm everywhere. So it's my first name, middle name, Sully Jessica, S-U-L-H-E-E-J-E-S-S-I-C-A. And yeah, I'm on YouTube, on TikTok, on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. Um, I'm woolicious on Twitter, though. <laughs> There's a funny story with the Twitter thing. I was invited to be one of the instructors for a cooking camp for kids for Rachel Ray. Cool. Congrats. Thank you. It was so cool because all these other celebrity chefs were on there, like Bobby Flay, you know, like Duff Goldman, like ev all these other people. And they had sent out a, they did like a tweet announcement of like the, you know, Things and mine was Woolicious, and I just thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was just like Bobby Play, Andrew Zimmern, and then Woolish. That is good, but it's you. It's me, yeah. But yeah, you can find me anywhere and um, follow me if you like. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this, taking the time. I really appreciate it. And here's to many years of being able to support each other's work. Yeah. Thank you so much, Justin. It was so nice meeting you and talking to you. And hopefully we get to see each other in person one day. Yeah, for sure. Look forward to that. Thank you. Good luck on your TikTok journey. <laughs> Thank you. But I mean, stay, you know, stay on YouTube and try shorts first. It's the same thing, you know. And what I tell a lot of YouTubers are you can just cut your long videos. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of TikTokers do that and just do part one, part two, part three, part four, part five. And you can still have that long form type content. Just cut up. Yeah, no, that's huge. That makes sense. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, bye. Bye. Thank you. 
JKL community, thank you so much for being here. Remember, if you have anyone in mind that would make a great guest, just let us know. Thank you to our guests today, Jessica, such a kind, funny, and generous creator. Make sure you go follow her work. It only seems to get better. We always love to know if the solo episodes are helping you, so fire some DMs if you have the time and let us know topics that you'd like us to cover if there's something that you have in mind. It's our big goal, our big dream, to have this help millions of people, so please do subscribe and leave reviews views, but most importantly, just pass it on to someone new that you think could learn from it. Until the next episode, all the best. And remember, just keep learning. You're one step closer to making your big dreams come true, but there's plenty more where that came from. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you know anyone who might love the show, send them a link. We'll see you next time on Just Keep Learning with Justin at Just Tries.